Welcome, folks. We're with Neo Soul, Future Soul, Post R and B, Badass Nairi, all the way from Papua New Guinea to your face. Holy crap! How many genres can you fit in there? Yeah, I know. She's I know. skipping. I ain't slipping, baby. You're tripping. We are here with Nairi talking about music that hit different. We're going to do a tight twenty minutes today. Take us back to super, super young, young Nairi. The first time music. You know, you talked in the earlier episode about about Snow White and those beautiful choral kind of ethereal, scary, almost like that saw. You know that you're the that uh, I think it's just called a saw. That almost weeping music. Take us back to sort of that era uh, music that really grabbed you. I was listening to a lot of Mariah Carey. Um, yes, and yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, um, a lot of Mariah, um, a lot of Luther Vandross, a lot of um, you know never my too mother's much, never too much, never, too, never much. too much, never too. But the B sides. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I would say that Mariah is probably the artist that I listened to the most when I was mm-hmm. coming up as a singer and discovering my own voice. But, you know, obviously my mum had a very varied collection of CDs. She had like, um, do you remember Deep Forest? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Controversial artist. Uh, yeah. She, <laughs> she loved Deep Forest and played that quite often. She loved Cliff Richard. She loved, um, you know, there was obviously a lot of reggae in our household and then there was Mariah and some European dance stuff as well. So it was a, it was a mixed bag of things. Deep Forest, I think, overall did great things for music. The way it was executed, <laughs> like I've, I've, I've dug into that story. That person just came along and just said, I'm just going to take some, uh, so I guess, natives, quote unquote, for want of a better word. I'm just going to get their, their sounds and their singing and I'm just going to make crazy money off it. And, yeah, crazy. So it's one of the one of the first examples of sort of cultural appropriation in music in in sort of since I've been uh, alive. At the same time, yeah, I'm watching yeah, a rage yeah. of video hits, thinking this is the most incredible kind of mind opening, mind altering uh, music. But skip back to Mariah Carey because I remember hearing Dream Lover and and Hero. And what's the one she hits the, like the six octave song that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know you sounded you just sounded identical to her. So I'm thank just, you. you know, uh, <laughs> Initials MC. I, I was in LA once, and I was in an off shop, and I bought <laughs> the Adventures of Mimi because it had a big M on the back. I bought I bought a, a Mariah Carey hoodie, wore it around hell of a lot. Yeah, what What's the earliest Mariah Carey songs where you sort of imitating them? Her Nairi. It wasn't necessarily an album; it was an EP. It was the MTV Live that she yes. did that mm-hmm. I just had emotions. That's the song. Like, you got me. Oh, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MTV Live, like I. Now they only kind of do it sporadically, but those sessions were amazing. Like some of the sessions that came out of that series were incredible. And Mariah Carey, um, I remember, I think my parents borrowed it on VC, VC, what do you call it? VCH? VCR. VCR. (laughs) VCR. I, I think I kind of watched that over and over again until I ruined the tape. Um, you ruined the tape, but I loved, I mean, obviously I'll be there. The remake of Jackson fives was just, I was just like, Oh my, that was my first introduction to that particular song without knowing it was from the Jackson five. And then she does this song at the end of the whole thing where 
you know, it's the end of the show and they haven't planned for it, but maybe they have. And she's just like, you know, I wasn't, wasn't planning to do this, but you guys have been so amazing. And yeah, it's cool. Do you know what oh. I'm talking about, so? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a Fuck. good song. I'm looking up, I'm looking up, Look it up. It's um, like probably one of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. I'm going to I'm going to need to hear a bit more of it, Nari, if that's okay. Every time I see you in my dreams. Or something like that. Yes. Thank you. Just making out making our day, making our weekend all in You're one. You're welcome. Is it just can't let go? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. good. Dopeness. Jump jump ahead to teenage years, edgy music, Mm -hmm. music that makes you feel a bit like, ooh, what is this? Because you you said in a recent NME interview that um, Papua New Guinea had a very kind of sexual tension about it as well growing up with the the Christians there and Mm -hmm. kind of the missionary Mm -hmm. kind of vibes. What was the music around that time that sort of um, spoke to that experience? I remember, I think a lot of the music that were that my older aunties and uncles and cousins were listening to was very much European dance and like really trashy European dance. And (laughs) 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 so I remember listening to that and going, wow, that sounds not PG. Like that sounds a little Mm. bit like. That's AO. It sounds AO. It sounds like I should be grinding up against someone in the, you know, in the club. (laughs) (laughs) And in terms of what you know, music that reflected what I was observing around me with you know those certain family members, that was definitely the music that soundtracked that time. Mm. Any particular in, uh, songs you know, like "Let Me Show You" by Kate. Let me show you. Was it too unlimited? Y'all ready for this? That kind of super oh, yeah, duper yeah, yeah. energetic yeah, yeah, European kind of, stuff. Yeah, pump up the jam. Definitely, and there was like a song called like. Uh, Sexy Eyes or something? By Wigfield. Like, oh, sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. It was. Wigfield. Like, oh my H. gosh, he said the S word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Push It Salt and Pepper, which was on Summer 89, my first ever album, and the guy, the DJ goes, This is this is all the sexy mothers, you know, all you fly mothers yeah. out there. And every time I would rewind to that that part where he would say sexy mothers, and you're like, Oh, sexy mothers. Like it's <laughs> to take yourself back to that. To who you were at that time, like how naughty that was. Oh, yes. So naughty. So, so naughty. <laughs> and did you put on any sort of like dance performances to Sexy Eyes or was it just you? Um, No, but I remember making my parents watch us do magic tricks and we would sell tickets on, you know, on the street that we lived in. We made a little poster saying, come to the magic show at 6 p.m. at our parents' house. No one turned up. <laughs> so you've most, been a hustler most... from a young age then. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> what, what was your go-to magic trick? Um, so it was like the uh the ironing board with a sheet over it and I would make my nice. brother lie underneath and push it up. So it would be like an elevating ironing board. <laughs> that that's, uh, that's unreal. That's right. Unreal. <laughs> a lot of kids are doing the, the levitating um orange at the moment. Have you noticed that? We've got no. a you've got a chopstick. So you've got a chopstick, you put a orange in it, jam it in there. Kid has the it, the chopstick in their mouth. So f- front on it just looks like there's ah. orange. And the kid's holding the orange, takes one hand off, second hand off, ooh, and then just turns in see on the side. Nice. It's uh yeah. Wow. It's, 
Yeah. <laughs> don't don't run with a chopstick in your mouth, my friends. No, take it take us yes. into your sort of late teens, early twenties if you can, Larry, and mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. you when you were hitting the clubs. So late teens, early twenties, I just moved to Australia. Weird uh adolescent girl with braids and was just adamant to wear baggy jeans all the time to school. We carried this uh what we call a billum, which is like a traditional PNG bag and and so I was just a bit of a weirdo but I the only music that I had been exposed to at that time was you know my mother's CD collection and reggae or traditional PNG music so when I started music class my teacher Mrs. Johnston she introduced me to um Jeff Buckley um and honestly changed my life and I said this is the type of singer I want to be because I, I I was just so moved to the point where he can do that he can do that with his voice he can make me feel what I'm feeling right now um and I was just obsessed from that point it was Jeff Buckley my brother was like a, a real metalhead at the time and he would show me all the stuff that he was into at that stage and I really fell in love with Seven Dust and particularly Angel Sun and then Diorama came out around that time I think I was just going to mention that yeah yeah there's something about rock that I really love it's just that aggression but also the beauty of you know those new metal um, melodies um, yeah. that I really loved as well and um, that was that was me. That was me kind of uh, existing on the outskirts of like, do I want to join a metal band or do I want to like, <laughs> you know, pursue this dream? And that was me. That was me alongside, you know, really just uh, growing my love for, for, you know, the soul greats like Stevie and Aretha and Donnie and that kind of stuff. That's super interesting. And the reason why I, when you're talking about like metal melodies and stuff, that diorama came up is, you know, I'm thinking about like the grandiose sort of orchestrations that are threaded through that album. And it really mm. kind of uh, speaks to Daniel's core talents that were always there as a songwriter, but, you know, a vision to, to do something a bit more expansive and, and to engage with, with different elements of, of just music in general and to be exposed to that in those formative years. Um, mm. I can only imagine how impactful that was. Like for, for me, I remember being 2000, yeah, early 2000s, so like 14 going into 15, like mm. hearing you with Paul Mack for the first time, I was just like, what the, like that record from, <laughs> you know, a record like Panic Room coming off the back of something like 3,000 feet high, yeah. so instrumental and knowing that all of, mm. that was, mm. Yes, but also Paul Mac's solo stuff too. Um, just knowing that all these people from different backgrounds and all these different voices in different colours could come together and, and just make something that was so freewheeling, that was that was a moment for me. So I can only imagine what, you know, those experiences were like for you um, in terms of your development too. I've been enjoying listening to the Who is Daniel John's podcast on Spotify lately and I think he does talk about that the reasoning behind why they decided to make orchestral rock album like Diorama. I haven't listened to it yet but I'm looking forward to it. But I just love when artists kind of 
put forward like a, well, they want us to make more of Silverchair. We're just going to give them this like really crazy, um, beautiful piece of art that they're not expecting. And I love that. I love that, you know, I don't know what Daniel's going to come out with next, whether he's ever going to do that again, but I really appreciate that. And I appreciated that then at that age as well. What's the most rock and roll moment you've had on stage in terms of just, because I can, I reckon you'd be a mean head banger. Oof. I, you know what, Mike, I just have always wanted to do that. I, I think there is still time for me to find my. 100%. (laughs) Forget that lady. Go, go break a guitar on that lady's head. That's rock and roll. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the next album. That's the next album. Um, the most rock and roll uh, moment I've had, I don't think I've had it yet. It's still coming, but I mean, I don't know if this is rock and roll, but I did a festival in uh, some regional town in <clears throat> in Victoria and I had on this, you know, beautiful tasseled dress and I was feeling pretty cute and my backing singer, Billy, was signal signaling to me and she was just pointing and she was like, and she was getting increasingly angry at me that I wasn't understanding what she was saying and we were deep in the <laughs> song and she was just like down there and I was just like I'm fine yeah fine you know stop just let me sing this song you know <laughs> and then I looked down and the people in the front row were just like clutching their their mouths going oh my gosh oh my gosh Aww. and I looked down and I basically did a Janet Jackson my whole right girl. Tip, down. oh girl, my like, god she did that. and you know you kind of the show yeah the show must go on so i was just like oh hi popped it back in um and continued and i don't know i don't know if that's a rock and roll moment but it's definitely an awkward moment just like in rehearsal yeah Yeah. exactly yeah well done you well done you (laughs) (laughs) um i'll just oh god i know we've sort of moved on from jeff buckley but i can hear you singing like mojo pin i can hear you doing lover should have come over Mm. all these things that that have sort of I think, yeah, have influenced your work and, um, yeah, that kind of real emotional heaviness where there's always two or three kind of emotions running through it. Mm, mm, yeah, I mean, that's on my list to cover one of his songs. I just, every time I think about attempting to do it, I shy away from it because I, I just find him so incredible and it, it's almost like when Erica covered uh, Shaka's Stay yeah. and... And, you know, I think it took her a few goes before she attempted to actually to do it. And she nailed it. Like, I I think that's the the best version of that song. But I, for someone that I revere so much, oh, it's, I can't even, like, my heart is exploding just thinking about how much I love what he did and what he's given to the music community. And I, I, I would love to, like, mojo pin far out. One of the most beautiful songs ever. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe eventually. I know Ainsley Wills did a beautiful cover of, I think it was Last Goodbye. Um, and That's I saw right. that I'm like, she nails it. And she sounds like mm. Jeff, if you listen to her. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah, she has that sort of, uh, yeah, for want of a better word, a masculine tone to her voice and that kind of really mm. lovely, kind of powerful, textured lower register that, that, that comes through. She's got such a, a control of what's going on in her songs. Mm. Um, you covered Tame Impala's The Less I Know, The Better, which went on to be voted the best song with Triple J. 
uh, in the last 20 years. Quite prescient uh, choice for you there. Tell me about, yeah, how did you approach that in 2015? Tell us about that. <clears throat> um, I love that song and I love Tame Impala and Kevin Parker as a general impressive human artist person. Um, and I just love that song when it, when that um, motif drops, you know, the dun, 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 dun. when that drops, I'm just like, ah, this is crazy. <laughs> and so when they asked me to, to do like a version, I was like, of course I want to do this song. Like, I don't know how much uh, justice we can do to it, but we actually, Jack uh, Grace, who produced the album with me, also produced the arrangement for, for that song. And so he ripped off, he sampled um, one of the other songs on that album. Uh, gosh, I can't so even eventually, remember. So um, New Person, Same Mistakes. Uh, uh, the, the big one. Just, it's one of my favorite tracks of all time. It is. It's the one that is kind of a bit orchestral. Um, um, I'm a man because I'm a man. I'm a man, woman. Um, I have no idea. But it was <laughs> Getting lots. lots of free spins for you today. <laughs> anyway, it was, he came into the rehearsal studio with this arrangement and he was just like, I know it sounds not like the original, but just hear me out. We can mm. do this. <clears throat> and then we did it and I was just like, holy crap, people are either going to really hate it or really love it. And I was, you know... It, that's what happened. It was so polarizing, um, you know, because Tammy Pala has some really dedicated fans. And so we got murdered and we got exalted at the same time. And it was. Best. That's what you want. You don't want them to yeah. sit on the fence. Yeah, exactly. So it was a good time. Beck Sandridge did You're the Voice. And uh, I think she just got murdered. Poor thing. Oh, made it, made wow. Was that yeah. recently? No, that was for like a version. Like for like a version, yeah, about about ago. two years ago. Yeah, oh, okay. Was, I'm going to look that up. It was pretty uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you know. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Which you know very <laughs> all too well with your whole freaking life, Nari. The last question Sosa's got for you. Yeah. Um, you know, fast forwarding to the present day, what was the last song that hit different for you, girl? Ooh, that hit different. Um. <clears throat> Let me just have a look at my Spotify, which is right we're in front all, of me. We're right all now. doing the same thing right now. Spotify, menu log, Spotify. Menu log. Menu log. Well, I think one of the. Oh, look, let's just go to liked songs because that's what I do quite frequently now. Best function. Shazam. Best function, honestly. Bang, put it on like songs. Shazam, put it on like songs. Oh, you still do Shazam? Big time. I'm I Shazam constantly. I'm I'm doing a DJ gig tonight, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, this doesn't mean anything because it's in the future. But I'm like, all I can think about right now is what song's going to play tonight. Shazamming stuff from Triple R PBS. I had a spin of Tando's new record. Oh yeah, just arrived. Was she on your show recently? She was. She was. I love her. Great I think she's amazing, incredible voice. Things that hit different. I recently revisited because it appeared on Zanro's Take 5 with James Blake and he played Stevie's um, I Never Thought You'd Leave in Summer. Oh, that song. Every time I come back to it, I'm just like, this song, like I can understand why he covered it for his own 
what's that thing that he did covers but the he, there's this one moment in that song where he's just almost belting to the point where you can feel that pain of like you know I never thought you'd live in summer but you did and you know it's really effed me up and I listen I list literally after listening to that take five I listened to that track probably about 10 times while cleaning the house <laughs> and <laughs> I was like this is why he's so phenomenal phenomenal this is why he is just like every single artist that you can think of that loves songwriting or loves to sing or even just love what we were talking about earlier about instrumentalists, you know, he's influenced such a like multiple generations um, with his craft. And I, Mm. I just, I love being able to, to listen to him and then go away and, you know, excavate other artists and then come back to him and just go, ah, yes. Fully, fully. Yeah, but he's just, oh, I'm going to be so sad when he dies, and I think about that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's that's good shit to bring up, isn't it? Because yeah. you feel like yeah. we're, we've all got those people in our mind. When Prince, like, I was still numb from David Bowie when Prince died, that it didn't affect mm. me that much. I was like, the David Bowie thing was so affecting that when Prince died, I was like, oh, what? what? It could, yeah. didn't even, it's kind of didn't even. I was dark that Yeah, day. yeah. I still can't Hard. believe it. I can't believe he's no. gone. Mm. No, which means... Uh, I guess it's a nice thing to remind ourselves to live in the fucking moment mm-hmm. and just like make the most exactly. of every day. Wake up with, I'm doing the whole, I've started a gratitude journal in the last week. <laughs> well, I've started in my mind. I haven't actually written anything yet. But even like planning to do it, all that kind of stuff, just um, really appreciating coming out of COVID. It's been a fantastic mm. week. You know, if you look at how much Scott Morrison is failing at Glasgow, Tim Smith locally <laughs> getting done for drink driving. Uh, Alan Jones getting sacked. Fuck off, cunt. Uh, what else? Cleo, <laughs> um, being, Cleo saved. being saved. Cleo being saved. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm sure as a mother and as a human, you're, you're all over mm. that as well, Nari. Um, side note, The Spirit by Mighty Mouse, I found uh, that's, a, that's like a gospel house, heaving, swinging banger. Please put that on. Oh. It is incredible. The Spirit by Mighty Mouse. I'm gonna I'm, Now I have your number, Nari. I'm going to text it to you. Can you please? Yes. Can I ever? And so, what's the thing that's hit different for you? Um, Nao's current record, and then Life is Beautiful. Oh, I didn't know she had a new record. Yeah, get it, get it, get it, wow. get it, girl. Wow. Eat it, eat it, eat it. Um, eat it. Yum. There are thirteen tracks of just stunning <laughs> vocals and collaborations. Um, she's she's got this track called Woman featuring Leanna Havas on there, and it's just like Ooh. it's absolutely stunning, absolutely wow. stunning. Yeah, Life is Beautiful. It and is. then life is beautiful. Yep. It is. Amazing. Fantastic. Hey, Nairi, thanks for hanging out. Tell us about Fiery Nairi. Some metal in there. <laughs> some, uh, you know, some Mariah all over the shop for us. And yeah, thanks oh, for bringing yeah, us into your, into your world. It. it was dope. And I'm glad we could work it out. And we have everything in sync now. And it's like, it's like I feel like you're in my ears. You're in my head, man. Oh, um, amazing. <laughs> and also, like, I'm obviously, I know, I've known Sos over the last, I mean, I feel like she's been a bad smell over the last 10 years. But I, this is, I think this is the first time, which is said in the most endearing terms, Sos, like, I love you to bits. <laughs> <laughs> Keep digging, But this digging. is the first time I've spoken to you, Mikey. I think this is, is this the yeah. first time that we've actually, totally. yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, such yeah. a pleasure. I've been vibing on it big time, so. Yeah, uh, a, tri- a triangle is the strongest shape. Here we are, three of us. Oh yeah, love it. Three, love it. exactly. 
Awesome. All right, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. Go and stream Nari stuff. Even better, buy some merch, support her, and a concert's coming up. Can't wait to see you at the, the Arias. Records, <laughs> Records spin. <clears throat> um, yes, you've been, you've been a wonderful, wonderful talent with us. Just keep doing what you do, girl, and, and um, yeah, good luck with Child and the Fella. Thank you. All right. See you, everybody. Bye. Be good. Later. Bye.